Hello there and welcome to the MedTime Stories podcast. My name is Ashvin Sharma. And I'm Tom Thorne. And we're both medical students from the University of Birmingham. This is a podcast about our life at medical school, how we're growing up and transitioning to becoming doctors, both about our life at medical school and also about the things we get up to in and around that. We want to impart a bit of our knowledge around medical school. We want to talk about the topics that are rarely spoken about and about the dilemmas that some people face at medical school, all in a light-hearted way. Please subscribe to us wherever you're listening. And if you could leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, that would be very much appreciated. Right then, recording, going solo today. So, God, this is weird. Tom said he wouldn't be able to do this uh, week because he's busy with his revision just thought it would be useful and good to just get another episode out there and continuing on with last week so talking about the OSCE maybe I can label this OSCE part two and maybe some things that I didn't mention last week that I thought would be useful to mention as well and I guess have a look at some websites and just to see what they say and like their tips see if I agree with what they say what my thoughts on them are and we've got something planned as well for the next few weeks so the next few weeks we might take a break or so just um to make sure that you know like i don't want to be doing this unless <laughs> you know tom's happy with with doing the podcast because it is a, a both of us thing and if he wants to concentrate on his revision for the next two weeks that's absolutely fine but uh got an idea in terms of uh getting pe- other people's perspectives um on their oski experience so hopefully that can come through in the next few weeks um it's something that we're working on but yeah uh i've i've come back home last week for my easter break so i got a couple weeks off and just slowly working on my dissertation my coursework so that's all going well god this is so weird just without tom going oh how's your week been mate (laughs) um but now everything else is all right and i think i mentioned sporadically that i was training for a half marathon and i started in february i started training for a month but then just thought i didn't want to spend as much money as i needed to really and so i i just started training in these like random trainers and got shin splints so <laughs> i didn't i didn't buy proper running shoes got shin splints so hadn't run for a month um bought proper training shoes and i only started running again last week and the pain is still there sort of in the background so i'm just trying to manage that as best as i can with the half marathon coming up on the 1st of may so less than 20 days away or about 20 25 days away so yeah i think the, the goal has changed from getting a specific time to, to actually just finishing the race now so um yeah no, that, that should be uh, good to look forward to i've also got a cricket match i'm playing in the next few weeks so it'll be my first game in well gosh like three or four years so yeah no um that's what's going on here i also just want to say congratulations to all the new doctors it's it's re- ridiculously weird to be able to call like some people who I started med school with, doctor this, doctor that, and you know, it's just weird to think that I'll be asked next year. Well, fingers crossed it will be anyway. And yeah, I, I did see though this thing on Twitter whereby one of the hospitals asked their doctors to do an introductory OSCE just to see if they were competent enough. So just as if your OSCE wasn't enough at your own medical school this hospital wanted to check you're competent by doing an oski which i thought was that was quite funny i mean it's not funny but um it, it's definitely quite annoying uh, for that uh, that cohort who goes to that hospital but yeah no like i said I, um congratulations to everyone and um it'll, it'll be exciting that we'll be in that position next year 
Yeah, so before we start talking about, um, you know, more on the Oscars, I just, I just wanted to also uh, quickly touch upon the introduction of um, calories on menus for uh, major food outlets introduced by the government with the idea of reducing the um, obesity crisis and how there's been a lot of backlash to that and my thoughts on it in general. And um, before I do like tell you what I think, um, I'd just like to read a quote from Beat's chief executive, Andrew Radford, so um, the eating disorders charity, and what he said was that requiring calorie counts on menus risks causing great distress for people suffering from or vulnerable to eating disorders since evidence shows that calorie labeling exacerbates eating disorders of all kinds although we recognize the importance of reducing obesity research shows that anti-obesity campaigns that focus on weight instead of health care instead of health sorry are counterproductive while the number of calories consumed is not a reliable indicator of health Public health campaigns need to consider people's mental health as well as their physical health. They must move away from obesity shaming to emphasising healthy behavioural changes and instilling confidence in people. So, yeah, I, I completely agree with what he said. And I think it's a complete lack of sensitivity. So those people who have suffered um, with or are suffering currently from eating disorders. And I will never say that I had an eating disorder. I may have had one, I may not have had one. But what I will say is that I had severely disordered eating and still do to an extent um, currently and by putting numbers next to items on a menu you're not really addressing the underlying problem you know you're not educating the public on what's healthy what's not you know what's required in a healthy diet what's not you know we still use these outdated measures of 2,000 calories a day for everyone you know which is just wrong you know each individual is different and rather than addressing the underlying problem of educating the public on something which is multifactorial you know exercise nutrition stress sleep you know the, the, some of some of the things which can affect uh, for weight you're introducing something which is triggering for a lot of people and in my opinion after the novelty is maybe worn off after people have will say oh yeah there's low calories in that so maybe i should go go for that you know people will start ignoring the calories on their menus and i just think that instead of putting numbers to certain food you're not really teaching someone what's actually in that food you know someone might go for a salad for example because they've seen it somewhere else it's 200 calories but then the same salad is 700 calories so why is that you know um and people go out to eat not people shouldn't be denied going out to eat for comfort you know and i feel that's what we'll do it'll put it'll make people feel a lot guiltier than they should and there are a lot of people who are better, far better to speak on this topic than me. But I just thought I'd give my opinion on something which I think is absolutely ridiculous and um, I feel quite strongly about. Anyway, yeah, I just wanted to say my piece on that and uh, we'll get to what we're talking about this week. So I think last week I spoke with Tom about my Oski experience and how I was feeling leading up to it and the actual experience itself. And today, just very briefly, I want to speak about how I felt after the whole experience and then after that to be honest i just want to have a bit of fun so and go on reddit which i haven't actually looked at for five years that i've been here because um because i just thought it was people complaining and to be honest like a lot of it is people complaining but there's also quite a few uh funny things on there so i've just typed in oski on like the whole um the search bar and there's quite a few quite a few things that people have done in their oski that they're willing to share i don't know if they're true or not i mean i don't know why someone would lie about that so there's that and then also i think off the cuff I gave a few recommendations, tips to help with OSCEs and I'm pretty sure there are other tips people can take as well. So I'll just do a quick search, Google search, and I'm sure I'll find a lot on Google and I'll just comment on them really and see what I think of them. Are they useful? Are they quite obvious? Are they not helpful at all? And see what I think. 
Okay, then quickly just talking about the Oski, I think a lot of people are concerned about the times. You know, I know my friend said to me at Bristol, it's two days of eight stations, which is a long time, to be honest. And it can be two to three hours, I guess. And if that's over two days, maybe like six hours in total, it's a long time. And then in between the stations, you probably have a couple minutes, which is perfect because it's not enough time to think about what's happened before, but it's definitely enough time to think about what's happening in the next station. So it means you only focus on what's next. And so once you're in that environment and you come out, you think, where, where did the, where did the hundred marks, sorry, hundred marks, where did the hundred minutes go? It was, um, so I think the, the, after the Oski, I, I, I actually struggled to forget the Oski, just thinking about the things that I'd done wrong, the things that I said, which I shouldn't, and the things which I didn't say, which I should. And that, that was something I remember just you know keep messaging my friends oh what was the answer to this what was the answer to this a couple of days after the the oscar they're saying why are you thinking about it it's done you've got another exam in in a week or so so we had a week before our uh, multiple choice exam and so the thing was is when i was revising a multiple choice exam the topics that i had in my oski were coming up in my revision and so when they would come up and i'd read this is what you should have said this is what you didn't say then that would i would think back and i think oh my god why did i not say that why did i not say that so and it's only with hindsight that I'm saying once I've got my results and seeing that, you know, I managed to get through it, that missing those out doesn't mean you're not going to pass or do OK. You know, it probably means you're not going to get 100%. But I, I guess that's not the that's not the goal of these Oscars. You know, everyone knows you're under this time pressure and, and pressure does a lot of, you know, makes you say a lot of things that you, you shouldn't and makes you uh, not say things that you should. So, yeah, no, I definitely I definitely felt a lot of stress, stress after the Oski to the point whereby I, I still remember exam um results week and it was a really irritating because the way birmingham did it is they didn't tell us a day which the exam results would be released it said week commencing so it's a week commencing this of uh, i don't think it was something week something uh june and so on that monday we uh, birmingham always released the results around 2 p.m so i thought monday 2 p.m and i was honestly so nervous the, the most nervous i've been i think is first year results and i think this is up there uh on par with that and so for that week, I remember the Monday, I, I just went out, I think I went to the gym at 2pm because I didn't want to be in the house um, for when my results were, were there. And so I just remember being on the treadmill at 2pm and just you don't get your results like guaranteed. And so didn't get didn't get them on the Monday. And then the Tuesday as well, you know, you're thinking if it's not Monday, surely it's Tuesday. And no correspondence from med school either, which in hindsight was was. Like quite annoying because you know it could be monday could be friday you have no idea it could be i don't know if i doubt it'd be saturday or sunday and so the second day as well i'm going out and just seeing if you know 2 p.m once again and then i didn't get didn't get the results on the tuesday but we got a message from our student rep saying it's gonna be released on wednesday at 2 p.m so then we're thinking all right here we go again and so that tuesday to wednesday is it's the same as if it would be the day before an exam where you're just waiting for time to pass you're doing everything you can to try and pass time so i think what i did was i just stayed up as late as i could so i could sleep for as long as i could um and i think i usually get up around half eight half eight ish and so i think i managed to get up at like 10 which is still four hours before results and so when it got to about half one, I genuinely couldn't couldn't take it anymore. Um, and I remember telling my parents. Um, I remember in first year, I didn't tell my parents that it was results day, just because I remember on my results day for my A levels, and that morning 
my mum got super early and was just pacing downstairs and so that that just automatically sort of made me nervous and so I think I did tell them this time but I, I just said I told them I was like I need to go out for a walk and so I went out at like half half one quarter to quarter to two and I came back at 201 just so that when I opened my results you know it would be straight straight there and um, I remember it said P so pass and just honestly I was the most relieved ever um so I wasn't nervous just before the exam because that's when I, I get into the zone and I, th- I feel as if I'm able to stay calm under pressure and generally I can give a good account of myself and appear calm even if I'm not on the inside and I think a good thing for these exams is the fact that you're wearing masks so if they ask you a question and you re- genuinely really don't have the answer to it the thing that you need to control are your eyes because that's the only thing they can see um, whether you'd be sort of stuck or not because they're not seeing your expression so even if you, you're thinking on the inside oh crap like I've, I really have no idea just just control your eyes and so you can seem confident take a pause and that, that pause can be a confident pause they don't know it has to they they don't know that it's because you don't know the answer so it's to take a pause gather your thoughts and, and give the answer um, and so that was that was my whole OSCE experience last year it's mad that I didn't really have that sort of experience until fourth year. It, it took me till fourth year because I think the second year at Oski was just a bit of a getting used to the whole format. And I think the third year one was meant to be the lenient year. Um, and then fourth year is when they expect sort of more from you. Um, so, yeah, that was the Oski experience. I, I just got my feedback, actually. Um, I remember looking at this um, last year and thinking like it was the most pointless thing ever. Why did I think it was pointless? Oh, yeah, I think. Oh, yeah, because... They so they gave you feedback and feed forward to so things I think you did well and things that maybe you could improve on and that I think they copy and paste it a lot. Um, so I remember so for example it says here um, checked patient's understanding for um, meeting and any concerns. So that was um, and then for the the feed forward so what I could do better next time. So remember to check patient understanding. So <laughs> it said I did that well, but it's also said I need to to do that in the future. It said what else did it say? Um, you were able to provide an appropriate ward for the patients they asked me where would this patient be um situated where would they uh where would they be provided care so the, the what i did well apparently was the fact that i could name an appropriate place where this patient was um would to be treated and in terms of feed forward you need to think about where patients would be where patients like this should be managed so <laughs> i think it was definitely like a copy paste kind of thing you know where you're back at school and then you have a report card and they just they should copy and paste the comments for everyone so i think it was that sort of thing so yeah, that was that was a horsey experience, and then I think just uh, to round off, it's going to be a, a short one this week. Um, like I said, we've got something planned for the next few weeks um, in terms of asking other people. So if that comes off, then I think that will be a really good insight um, into actually um, seeing how people think. You know, j- just before an exam or and straight after their exams, you're getting a real in the moment sort of experience. So I thought I've been I've been reading on um, Twitter some like really some some people's like oski mistakes or and i just want to go through them and just have a look at i'm actually on reddit at the moment so what's someone said so um i'm just gonna be reading them out for the first time so it says i had to perform a clinical skill so catheter is the worst thing i was thinking about textbook there was a bit of time pressure i looked at the equipment and said i need to clean the saline packets with chlorhexidine wipes um i proceeded to pick up the saline packets and chlorhexidine wipes then without explanation my mind took this time to install important updates and shut down 
So I proceeded I proceeded to confidently throw the equipment across the room into the bin. Um what do they do? They throw the caster in the bin. <laughs> I think they might throw the caster. Okay, that's that's not good. Um and so the some other dude said number one facepalm mistake I see I keep seeing as a mock OSCE examiner is the blanket. Okay, cool reply. I've been depressed since my wife at 40 years passed away. Actually, today is my anniversary. Okay, cool. So where exactly is your chest pain? <laughs> this has definitely happened. Um, so uh, I know of someone who at placement, because you get into like a sort of groove of um, when you first start taking histories of trying to listen to what the patient is saying, but also trying to think of your next question. I think when, when you're first taking histories and so in thinking of what your next question is going to be sometimes you actually fail to think of what the patient is actually saying so i remember a placement someone um i i know of someone who the patient was telling them something and then suddenly out of nowhere in the conversation um says oh you know this this person close to me passed away and and i know someone's just like oh, okay great you <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good or something like that and then afterwards <laughs> realized i just had to apologize i'm really sorry i didn't mean it um so okay what else have we got i'll just do a couple more but uh, i did see this on twitter i know i'm looking on reddit so just getting this off my chest oski so i missed that one of my stations today it was an endocrine diagnosis that i was supposed to magically come up with on the spot whilst looking at a page of bloods i nearly cried as my bail my brain failed to function and took pity and the examiner took pity on me and gave me major clues uh, I've never seen words swim on a paper before this day. They made splashes and ran across the page. I would have done a better job as a tomato. At least a tomato tastes good and contains some vitamins. I told the actor that they had diabetes and she said she definitely did not have that. <laughs> then I told her she had kidney stones and she almost laughed. She had a tumour that secreted parathyroid hormone. I left the room apologising. Then the For the rest of my OSCE stations, I was shook. I genuinely hated my stupidity. I choked and displayed the knowledge of a grape. Okay, that was, was kind of weird, but it was quite funny. Um, okay, I think last two. Last two. Okay, a lot of x-ray ones here, actually. Uh, in 10 minutes, take a history from a patient. Notice they have a wound. Ask about tetanus vaccination history. Prescribe appropriately. That's not funny. That's just a hard. Um, okay. I heard of someone forgetting to put on gloves for a PR exam. <laughs> for God's sake. That's not good. Um... I performed CPR on the abdomen. <laughs> okay, that's quite bad. I I know someone. Um, oh, here we go. In the sim, the patient was suffering from an asthma attack, but the student incorrectly thought it was anaphylaxis. Gave adrenaline and panicked when the BP rocketed. Tried to slow BP by giving a beta blocker. Unsurprisingly, didn't pass the sim. Yeah, so this is quite similar to um, someone that I know in their OSCE. I think they thought the patient was arresting. And they thought they had to to give them CPR. And so they began to give the, the patient CPR. And then <laughs> they got told that the patient was um, was having an anaphylactic reaction. And so uh, was in anaphylaxis. And so they, they completely got the station wrong. They had to give them adrenaline. Uh, but they were giving the patient CPR instead. So that, that was also it's quite funny. It's funny when you think about it. Imagine those people um, who... Uh, in the actual OSCE at that time, <laughs> just thinking, what am I doing? Um, so yeah, okay, there's a few ones. So, yeah, I think the why I'm trying to do that is just so that you know people say oh, I did this, but I also passed. So that's from that. And so now I want to just look at some some tips on how to pass your OSCE exam. So I think I gave a few last last time. Um, I literally just type tips to pass your OSCE 
on Google and seeing what comes up now. So construct your introduction. Yeah, yeah, always have a, an introduction. So what, you know, saying hi to the patient, uh, introducing yourself, checking their date of birth or asking for their age because sometimes um, I've heard people say that if you ask for their date of birth, it, it's it's quite hard. Sometimes it can be hard for you to work it out yourself. So instead, just asking for their age is probably better. Clothes matter. Yeah, dress smart. Nervous. Fake it until you make it. What does that mean? Stand up straight. Always wear your best smile when appropriate. And speak loudly and clearly. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, that's what I did. And I, even my first station when I messed up the x-ray, I, I just... I guess that's why it was such a fail. is because I, I just, you know, shoulders back, chest up. Um, say it with confidence. No stuttering. And then, <laughs> you know, you, you, missed, you missed three kidney stones. Uh, manners are priceless. Yeah, listen to them very carefully and let them speak. Yeah, this is a difficult one because... For us, there's five minutes to take a history, and so you also need to listen to them and let them speak, but also need to get hit all the marks um, in terms of asking for your history. But generally, the actors are quite well versed in what they have to do. They know how much time you have, and so I think do listen to them, what they say, and then they're not going to be speaking overly slowly, or I, I hope they won't be anyway. Keep calm and preserve. Preserve what? Oh, <laughs> preserve keep calm and persevere do not worry about making a uh, mistake during the oski do not allow panic to ruin everything stay calm take a deep breath and continue as you are yeah i mean like i said it's e easier easier said than done um okay we'll go we'll look at i think two or three more websites um develop a strategy for stress yeah no that's that's good actually if you can know what to do when you get stressed um on the day it becomes easier to manage and self-regulate if you once you do experience that if it does come uh come to that okay because it, it, it might it might do you know it might not go um plain sailing okay i'm gonna look at geeky medics because usually they're quite good for geeky medics top tick for oskies okay so they're plugging themselves practice makes perfect yep clothes okay devils in the detail read the, the instructions before you go in yeah yeah true true um i think these are quite obvious to be honest did you wash your hands yeah no that's not that obvious i think a lot of people forget that just thinking about what they have to do in the station not washing their hands before and after oh actually last year what happened was that we were wearing gloves and aprons for every station and we had to change it every station but then someone asked what do we do with terms of washing our hands because we got our gloves and we got our aprons on and so they were like yeah that's a good question so i think it was one of the teaching fellows had to go outside and ask one of the seniors and he came back and he was like they want you to wash your hands well gel your hands with your gloves on and we were like what so at the start of the station we gelled our hands and at the end of the station we had to gel our hands again and so we come out of the station with gel all over our gloves which is just the weirdest thing ever and then dispose them and then go back in again to the next station and gel them again <laughs> Okay, once you finish your examination, you may have some spare time. Yeah, true. Not just an examination, any sort of station. Um, station. You may have spare time. And in that, you're not going to be negatively marked for adding something to your answer. In fact, you might gain something extra. So, yeah, that that's definitely a good tip. Don't waste a good mistake. It can be easy to wipe all memories of a bad oski out of your brain. However, if you write those errors down, you can review them for your next exam. Yeah, I think that's, that's a good thing. Um, I think once this is sort of a couple of weeks after like i said i was thinking about the oski for quite a while after and it definitely stressed me out quite a bit before my exam uh, my multiple choice exam so i think once you're happy with how you've done maybe in the summer or something after your results then sort of reflecting on how you've done and how that can help you 
um, the next time. Okay, maybe last one, um, your uh, medic portal. So make sure you prefer effectively get a group of friends together and practice running through patient histories and clinical skills. Yep. Engage in clinical skills activities throughout the academic year so you are consolidating your knowledge and won't need to cram before the exam. Yeah, that yeah, I think that applies for clinical skills. Like I said last week, I think less so for histories and counselling stations. I genuinely feel they are more learn this and learn that structure and then say that structure in the exam. I think that's more playing a game and trying to hit marks on a mark scheme rather than taking a history from a patient on placement. I think that's completely different. Always act in a safe and honest manner. Yeah. Be systematic in your approach to the stations, regardless of where it's an examination. Yeah. Don't panic. Um, I love how they just say it, you know, so easy. Don't panic. Um, just as if it's um, so easy just to say to them, don't panic. You can um, go, go a long way by building a good rapport with the patients. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that bit's a good point to, uh, to make. And I had a counselling station where, while I was trying to think of what to say, I was... I was kind of building rapport with the patient and asking for their concerns. And so I think it got to a stage where I ran out of things to say. So then I sort of asked them, is there, are there any, any other concerns that you may have? And then they would give me another concern and that's something to latch onto. And then once you gather your thoughts and maybe thought of something else um, to say, then then it, it kind of gives you a good way of preparing. Another way I was taught was that if you're in a history and somehow your mind goes blank, that you can just recap the history to them already so you can say um just to confirm mrs smith you've come in today for this this um and you've been feeling this for this long um this makes it better this makes it worse and you think you come in today because you're concerned that it may be this have i got that right so just in that sort of 10 seconds or so or 10 15 seconds and recapping the history you've given yourself time without just you know going blank whatsoever and, and just not saying anything at all and you've um, recapped a history. So in, in fact, if you have missed something out, then they might be able to correct you. So it can help. Okay, yeah, so I think I'm just going to leave it there for today. Just um, just a quick one uh, following up on Oski's. And um, once again, your yeah, congratulations to everyone who's um, just finishing their um, finals or um, their exams, their Oski exams. I know third years have started at Birmingham this week. So um, good luck to them. Good luck to everyone across the country. And yeah, like I said, we'll, hopefully we'll have we'll have something out in the next few weeks when we might go a bit uh, quiet podcast wise. Um, hopefully, more active on on social media on Instagram. It's nice seeing what everyone's getting up to in um, exam time and how everyone's preparing and giving these little tips and tricks. So um, I would recommend following a lot of these uh, medic accounts if you do want some um, t- more uh, more tips on preparing for exams and and how to deal with um, the stress and. So, yeah, I think I'm going to leave it there. Once again, if you want to follow us, so um, not really active on Twitter, it's more Instagram, so at Medtime Stories Podcast. And if you want to email us, so ask any questions about OSCEs or, or life and medical at general, that's uh, stories.medtime at gmail.com. So, yeah, once again, thanks very much for listening, and we'll speak soon.